Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Right Lane, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. Each week, Times reporter Lane DeGregory discusses her stories and answers your questions. The focus is on craft. My name is Maria Carrillo, and I'm the Enterprise Editor at the Times. Joining us today is Natasha Kondrashova. Did I pronounce that right? Not yeah. Pretty close. A Russian journalist who has been visiting our newsroom as part of a program of the International Center for Journalists. Natasha has been here for two weeks learning about journalism in America and actually writing a story. Yes, her English is much better than our Russian. Um, she focused on a Russian art store downtown. Had you... Vladimir's collection. Had you ever been there, Lane? 20 years I've been walking by that yeah. place wondering about yeah. it. I've never known, so I'm, I'm glad you sought them out. There were all kind of rumors about that place. <laughs> we thought this was a great opportunity to talk a little bit about journalism around the globe. So today's topic, I think I'm going to try this, Zernalistica v. Rosia. Journalism in Russia? Yeah. yeah okay, correct. you say it. <laughs> uh, in Russia, uh, it's like... Mm, Journalistic of Russia. Okay. Her st- oh, I was always one of the bad. Okay. All right. Yeah, you was pretty close. All right. <laughs> so um, talk to us about journalism in your country. Um, what is it like? What's, you know, what's the relationship with the government? Um, how, how much freedom do you feel there? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Russia, I worked as a producer of a YouTube channel. Uh, and it's affiliated with uh, independent media, which covers business and uh, politics. Uh, this YouTube channel was created by renowned Russian business journalist, and uh, we have interviews with people from post-Soviet countries who reach uh, success globally. It's really interesting to be um, to, to participate in this program because we can uh, cover very interesting stories. Previously, I worked as a news editor of some independent Russian media outlets. And uh, I wrote stories and wrote news about uh, everything from U.S. election to um, Russian protests. So it was really interesting. Uh, journalism in Russia, it's, um, it's not so easy to be independent journalist in Russia. Uh, if, even if you want to cover some political issues and if you want to be, uh, to, to be investigative journalists... Uh, if you want, if you would like to be a journalist in Russia, you you have, I think, three ways. The first way you can work uh, um, as an independent journalist, but uh, you should understand that uh, you have only one place, one city uh, in Russia when you can do it. It's in Moscow, the capital, because all. 
majority of uh, independent media are in Moscow because of uh, there we have a good salary and people just can live and do what they want. Uh, if you would like to do it in your region, because Russia is so big, uh, you can do it, but you should understand that it can be really dangerous uh, because majority of media in regions are controlled by the government or by controlled uh, by people who are close to the local government. If you would like to cover maybe some mm, entertainment stuff, uh, you can go wherever you want. Uh, because uh, if we are talking about entertainment journalists, it's okay. But it, for me, it's not true journalism. Mm -hmm. um, if you would like to, mm, if you would like to have a, a good salary, uh, you can go to PR. Uh, company and to become PR manager or you can become a copywriter or social media manager or to become an editor for some um, business for some companies because they have uh, their their blogs mm -hmm. I think uh, one of the most important problem for journalism in Russia is that uh, we don't have um, a lot of media uh, which are independent uh, they can be controlled by the government or by people who are close to the government. And so every time when you want to choose your media, you should think twice. Uh, because uh, if you are really care about it, if you really care about your articles and about everything, uh, you should know that who, uh, who control your, your media. That's a problem. For some People, it's important, but others just don't care about it. Now, when you say independent media, so is it a is it a private corporation in Russia, or is it a company owned from another country? Who's who's who would be your bosses with your YouTube? Mm, my bosses, uh, I mean, independent. It's like uh, it can't controlled by people who is affiliated with the government. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, independent, I can. Uh, I can describe as independent media uh, like, uh, for instance, uh, BBC, mm -hmm. uh, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, mm -hmm. but it's, it's affiliated with uh, American. With other countries. Yeah. 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 Uh, and also people, and also media uh, with uh, some unknown investors. But you can rely on journalists who. Uh, created this media, that's why you can rely and you think that it's independent. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, mm, it's really hard to be investigative journalists in Russia because of they are under pressure. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, even if they do brilliant uh, investigative reports, the problem is nothing happens after a publishing because uh, we don't have... Um, independent uh, judge system mm -hmm. and uh, it's a problem because uh, for instance some mm, some days ago one journalist from Medusa outlet it's uh, independent media which is based in Riga Latvia mm. uh, he was arrested and he was uh, um, he was planted drugs uh, because of uh, his professional activities and uh, it's a problem with our 
policemen, police system, and it's not about only journalists. It's about everything because we have some <coughs> problems with uh, uh, police uh, system. In, for instance, when people from other countries are in are in jail. So th- in that case, um, one of the journalists had drugs planted on him. He was arrested, and then he actually got released. It's, I mean, they, they cleared him protests, up. Protests, right? Yeah. Right, there people were protests. took up his cause. Yeah. So e- even if you're in independent media, you can still be shut down or sure. arrested by the government. Yeah. Mm. and uh, But we should understand that uh, we can be arrested uh, uh, even if you are not a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> For instance, if you are Ukrainian director li- like uh, Alexandrov, or if you are American investor like Michael Calvi, yeah. who has his own business in in Russia, and he now he's under arrest. So it's like about the uh, system. You can be arrested if you do something that uh, the government don't doesn't like. So, so why do you, why become a journalist in a country that? Um well, I should say that it's not like our country right now is a great place to be a journalist. But why? Uh, what led you to, to to become a journalist? Yeah, you personally. Because I think it's the only one thing uh, that I want to do, and uh, I think um, even if you are not journalist, but you really care about uh, the society and you want to help other people, you can have uh, journalism education and then go to non-profitable and non-government organization and help them by producing some video maybe or some reports in social networks. So it's important to help people. And if I don't have this possibility in journalism, I can do it in other professional field. That's why I decided to become a journalist. Mm, the first reason was helping people. But uh, I'm not sure is it possible to do uh, as a journalist in Russia. Have you felt censored or threatened yourself? Censorship? Uh, I don't feel it because uh, I work uh, in independent media and we can cover everything. Mm-hmm. But people who uh, who work uh, in uh, government uh, media, they feel it. For instance, they can't cover maybe protests, opposition protests. They can't cover, uh, they can't even publish uh, a photo of Russian opposition leader on their website. So it can be funny. And um, last year we have a very tr- uh, mm, have a really hard uh, mm, thing. Last year wo- uh, three journalists from Russia were killed in Central Africa uh, because they wanted to get to know more about uh, private uh, military company. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this region, and uh, they were killed by unknown people. But we think it, they are affiliated with the government, the Russian government. Yeah. So it's and uh, it's really hard. Is this your first trip to America? Uh, no, I was in America last year mm-hmm. as a fellows of Vatslo Gavel Journalism Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but it, it's my first time when I'm intern in. American newspaper, mm-hmm. and to be honest, I was fascinated mm, with your mm, with your job because Saint Pete is not uh, such a big uh, city, uh, and uh, I was fascinated by uh, the possibility you provide for the society. For instance, uh, last uh, last y- last week I I was at Pointer Institute, uh, and um, I saw Monica. 
she had a lecture for high school students, mm-hmm. and uh, I was shocked because mm, you can provide this. It was that bad. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was shocked because uh, a lot of students uh, in their free t- in their leisure time in summer yeah. uh, went to the point uh, for uh, for that they would be get, interested get in doing. Yeah, that? yeah, training over the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a big program, isn't it? Yeah. And I I can't imagine it in 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 some cities in Russia. Mm. And uh, I also was fascinated with that you are. Not uh, under government uh, newspaper, uh, because uh, you are you are a regional one, right? But right. you are not under government. It is really fun. Yeah, we don't have government. I don't know that we don't even the, have a, the uh, president uh, would want a government news. Well, maybe he would. I don't know. Stars and stripes, kind yeah, of. That's close, true. Sort of. That's the closest thing. Yeah. yeah, we have military publications from that are, you know, written and reported by. By members of the military, but yeah, most of most of the, the media in America is owned by corporations, and and we're lucky even in that we're not yeah. we're a nonprofit, so that's even a little bit farther removed from that corporate idea. But yeah, it's, it's how do we tell different types of stories than they tell in Russia? Um, yeah, I made uh, one story about. Um, um, what do you mean? You mean a story in... Uh, do Do you feel like there's different types of stories being told in American newspapers than in Russian? Mm. I think um, you have more possibility for for work because you have more independent media. Mm. Even if you are not from big cities like New York or Washington, D.C. Right. or Seattle, Chicago, you can do what you... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want in your homeland, in your mm-hmm. hometown, mm-hmm. it's a nice possibility for me. Because uh, you understand, like a local, uh, like a local citizen, you understand a lot of uh, things about your hometown and you can just tell the truth for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a great possibility to be free, to be independent in your hometown. And do what you want. Don't leave your parents, your friends. So where you're not from Moscow? Uh, I was born in uh, Ulyanovsk region. It's uh, pretty far from Moscow. But when I was five, uh, my family moved to Moscow region. And now my parents uh, are living in um, uh, Moscow region. It's not so far from Moscow. It's like maybe 100 kilometers. I don't know how it's in, in miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I studied in Moscow. Because I studied at the, the first university, the, the best university in Russia. Uh, and uh, it was a great experience to meet with a lot of people. And is journalism a popular subject in college, colleges and universities there? Yeah, it's really, it's really expensive. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but uh, I, I didn't pay for my education. The government paid for me. Uh, but it's really expensive if you want to study. So the government paid for you to become a journalist. Yeah. Or to study to become a journalist. Yeah. 
But did, with the, the was there so was there any expectation that you would go work for a government run no. organization? Okay. They don't have it. We are not in Belarus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How did your parents feel about you becoming a journalist? They think that uh, if I'm happy, they're happy. Good parents. So um, maybe they want me to be economist. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. But they said, okay, a journalist was better than to be a model. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the type of journalism you're doing now with the YouTube stories. Oh, we have, m- my boss, uh, my boss, w- once she decided that uh, there are a lot of talented uh, people from Russia who immigrated other countries, for instance, the U.S., and they started their business. And uh, it's not about people who uh, were born in Russia. They were born in some post-Soviet countries like Ukraine, like uh, Armenia, like Belarus. And once after the Soviet Union collapsed, they decided to move uh, to Silicon Valley, California, and started their own business. And she decided to tell more about these people and inspire people to go to business and reach success globally. And for instance, we had an interview with one guy who founded uh, PixArt. It's really popular application in uh, Apple uh, Apple Store, uh, and uh, it was it was amazing that uh, this guy, this man, uh, founded a company when he was thirty five. Uh, this application is for uh, teenagers with lots of stickers and something like that, f- like photo uh, photo editing. Uh, and uh, this, uh, I think this channel, it's the only one uh, business channel in Russian segment of YouTube, in Russian segment YouTube, uh, who, which can inspire people, don't be afraid, go business, and don't be affiliated. And we can have, we help people to understand that you can be independent from the state, and you can do what you want, and you can f- you can be free, you can be independent, and you can you can build global company if you are smart and if you want to achieve this goal. Uh, so it's really inspire other people to go to business, and I think it's really important because we have some problems with uh, business in Russia, but maybe it can help uh, future businessmen to go to the U.S. or other country or develop business in Russia. Are the YouTube shows all in Russian? Are they in English? Can can our listeners watch? They can watch uh, uh, one uh, episode with Phil Lieben. He's a uh, founder of... Uh, I don't remember the name of his company, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, we have um, this episode in English. But other others are in Russian. So we could put a link on our webpage there. What did you study in college? Did you do you I'm just wondering whether you have the same kind of training that we have. I mean, what 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 were your classes like? What were they uh, teaching you? I studied uh, I studied a lot of literature <laughs> and uh, languages like uh, Russian mm-hmm. uh, and English. Uh, others can study Germanese, uh I mean Deutsch, uh Italian, French uh, and uh, Spanian. Um, I studied uh, a lot of subjects like uh, 
a theory of journalism, like mass media communication, uh, like uh, computer science. And uh, when I was, when it was my third, uh, uh, third year at the university, uh, we were separated in different fields. Uh, you can um, choose it. Uh, I chose uh, uh, PR management. I don't want to be like a PR specialist, uh, like a PR manager, but I think it's a wonderful opportunity to get to know more about this field because journalists and PR manager are really close in some points, and uh, you you should know how they work. Uh, but my other friends decided to go to radio journalism to to become a, like a TV journalism or internet journalist, uh, and we have uh, different subjects. For instance, for me, I studied uh, political PR, m- m- mass media uh, crisis in mass media, and uh, I studied how can I overcome it and what should I do. It was a great experience. It was really interesting, but sometimes I I understood that I need more practical skills than uh, uh, than theory mm-hmm. because uh, I think for journalists it's really important to have uh, the practical skills because you can you can read a lot of books and something like that but if you are not a good journalist so it doesn't matter what's the um are there still a lot of newspapers is is a, is a lot of journalism on TV is it using YouTube and other means what's the what are what's most common I think the we have a very interesting um, movement. It's uh, freedom of the speech now is on YouTube because we have enormous uh, YouTube channel with controversial interviews and with a lot of investigative reports and we can uh, publish it on YouTube and it wouldn't be blocked. Oh, so, so you're using that as a way yeah. to get the stories out. Yeah, and it's really popular. Everybody watched TV or everybody watched YouTube uh, in big in the big in big cities. Uh, but if you don't have a good uh, internet access, you have to watch TV. And even people, even if people understand that it's not true, it, it's not about propaganda, they don't have uh, any opportunity to watch uh, YouTube or surf in the internet or read. Uh, uh, mass media on the internet because uh, they don't have a good uh, good speed for uh, like 4G. Right. The, so the wa- the Wi-Fi connections aren't yeah. very good in in smaller towns. Uh, in smaller towns on the far east or on the north because Russia is so big and uh, it can be a little bit problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, online media now. Uh, as popular as TV uh, for for ad- advertisements, so people for adverti- for advertising, uh, but people still watch TV, unfortunately, <laughs> and uh, I mean unfortunately because uh, even if you watch TV news, you just want to close your eyes <laughs> and because uh, it's state-run yeah, TV news because it's full of hate speech yeah. and. Uh, and it's not about the truth. It's about what they want to be heard. Mm-hmm. And for me, I, I think I watched TV five years ago last time. Wow. 
because it's uh, interesting they can't come after the YouTube then, huh? They they can't shut that down. Yeah, that's yeah. It's interesting. It's a go around. Do you want to talk for a minute about your story you did while you were here? Because we're about to publish a story that yeah. you've done, right? It was my first day at in Saint <laughs> Petersburg. Here you go. Uh, day one. There's a notebook. Go. <laughs> and uh, I walked around the city, and uh, I I saw Russian store, and I was, oh my god, <laughs> what is going on? I had that same reaction. We are Saint Petersburg. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I know, but I had that same reaction when I walked past that store. I was like, wow, there's a it's Russian been store there here. like twenty years, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, established in uh, 1995. And for me, it was, oh my God, why? I understand that I'm from Russia, and uh, St. Petersburg in Russia is one of my favorite cities. I really love it. And uh, it's it's so funny that I'm in St. Petersburg now, but still, <laughs> it was, uh, I was, oh my God, really? Uh, and I decided to cover this story because I understood that uh, it can be interesting and it would be easier for me to do it because I'm in I know something about Russian culture and the man who is uh, an owner of uh, th- it's uh, of this store is Russian and he's Russian speaker he immigrated to uh, the US after the Soviet Union collapse uh, 28 years ago uh, he was uh, in uh, New York City, and he spent there for three years, maybe. And then he decided to open his store uh, in Palma Beach, firstly. Uh, but then he decided to go to St. Petersburg. And uh, he's an artist, and he's a uh, jewelry. Uh, and uh, he decided to um, sell all these Russian Guts because of uh, people wanted him to do it. Nesting dolls and all those things. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, he's really talented because uh, I saw his uh, jewelries and it's really beautiful. Uh-huh. Mm, and uh, when I uh, had an interview with him, I saw uh, some people in his store uh, who want to buy something. So it's uh, rather popular, yeah. and he said that uh, in in one day, in winter he has uh, maybe two hundred people. Wow! Visiting him, yeah. He's outlasted a lot of other shops yeah, in yeah. that area too. This town's changed a lot in the years he's been here, so that's a testament. It's still popular. So we'll put a link to that story on as well. We'll spread uh, we'll spread Natasha's work. So thank you for joining us. Thank if you. Uh, if you have a question for Natasha or for Lane, or you want to suggest a podcast topic, please email it to writelane at tampabay.com. That's W R I T E. L-A-N-E at TampaBay.com. Join us next week on Wednesday morning for the next podcast. This podcast was produced by Monica Herndon. Music was composed and performed by Dan DeGregory. Thanks for listening.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.